Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of H2 Tech Top, the most sustainable podcast on the web. Today, we are joined by Scott Chudley, Hydrogen Business Development Manager at BOC, a Linde company. How are you doing today, Scott? Hi, I'm, I'm good, thanks. Uh, thanks. Thanks for inviting me on. No problem. Um, do you want to start this by giving a brief background about you yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, Scott Chudley, I'm a business development manager, as you said. Uh, I've been working with the Lindy Group for almost 12 years now. Uh, I've worked in, in operations, uh, you know, we're, in, we're, we're an industrial gases company, um, largest in the world. Uh, and, and quite recently, well, two years ago, I started working in hydrogen. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty much consumed my life now. Uh, and, and basically, I'm working on a lot of exciting projects at the moment, such as um, building our future green hydrogen production capacity in the UK. Uh, and I'm, I'm collaborating with colleagues uh, across Lindy. So it's it's a great place to be. All right. So that's a perfect segue. So about these exciting projects, um, what is BLC doing to advance the development of hydrogen for transport? Yeah, so as I just mentioned, BOC is a Lindy company, so we we cover the entire value chain from, from production and processing technologies through to distribution, uh, storage and, and everyday applications like vehicle refueling. And, and it's our patented hydrogen refueling technologies that offer really highly efficient and importantly, very importantly, reliable hydrogen refueling for transport. And I mean, today, these technologies, Lindy technologies have been deployed in, in over 200 hydrogen refueling stations across across the world. You know, we've got a lot uh, in, in California, Germany, uh, the Far East, and, and some in the UK, including our hydrogen refueling station in Aberdeen. So I'd, I'd like to just tell you a bit about that, uh, if I could. So it's really... It has a really enviable track record. It, it was the biggest hydrogen refueling station in Europe when it was constructed in 2015. And it was fueling at the time uh, the largest fleet of fuel cell buses in Europe. And it's had an absolutely fantastic uh, reliability record. It's over 99.5% uptime. So to answer your question, what are we doing to advance the development of hydrogen for transport? I really think it's through our expertise and these Lindy technologies uh, that we're going to be given, we'll, we'll be able to give fleet operators the confidence to adopt hydrogen vehicles at scale, safe in the knowledge, you know, that lack of fuel and refueling is not going to be an issue for them. And, and they can just concentrate on what they do best, which is focus on the task of operating their fleets safely and efficiently and importantly, at zero emissions. All right, fair enough. So um, to go on the to go further with that with that topic, do do you think that heavy goods vehicles can act as a catalyst for the adoption of hydrogen at scale in transport? And if so, why do you think so? Yeah, I absolutely believe that. And and the reason is is quite straightforward. Really, it's that HGVs and buses these types of vehicles, you know, they require around 730 or 70 kilos per day per vehicle. And that's that's if they're refueling just once a day. 
And that means that even when we deploy them in relatively modest numbers, you know, a fleet of 10, 15, 20, they can provide a really excellent base load. And it's that sort of base load that companies like BOC absolutely love. It makes our job of making a business case to invest in further hydrogen production much easier. And, you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to hearing announcement of the results from from the UK Department for Transport on on the zero emission road freight trials because that sort of funding that's going to provide funding for vehicles and a network of refueling stations to support them that is really going to boost the case and for the adoption of hydrogen at scale and it's these sort of vehicle deployments that alongside announcements that we've seen this week in the UK um, from the Department for Energy Security and Net Zero um, on funding for hydrogen production projects that I think, I hope, should lead to more vehicle deployments and, and growth of in infrastructure. But there's certainly still lots of challenges to overcome. What do you think the main challenges are when it comes to creating hydrogen refueling infrastructure in the UK and more broadly speaking? If you feel like it's a different issue, then um, feel free to let us know. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a good question and I think the biggest issue is in the UK anyway is that there's a, there's a lack of green hydrogen today across the country so that's the, that's leading to a lot of hydrogen anxiety amongst fleet operators who may otherwise be placing more orders for vehicles you know in particular if I, if I think of buses you, you don't want to if you're a bus operator you don't want to purchase a new bus only to have it parked up because of a lack of fuel and I think the BOC, BOC is the UK's leading supplier of hydrogen, so lack of hydrogen is something that we're acutely aware of, and you know that's why we're looking to the future and we're we want to build green hydrogen production capacity of our own uh, quickly to overcome some of these challenges. Um, but I think to overcome this challenge, there must first be government and industry-wide focus to to unlock greater access to hydrogen supplies. At the moment, we're still lacking in the UK of any sort of clear government strategy when it comes to hydrogen mobility. Now, just, just to expand on that, but I think this week in the, the EU announced their intention to build hydrogen refueling stations every 200 kilometres along main transport arteries and also in, in every sort of urban population centre. And, you know, we've got nothing with this sort of clear and concise strategy from the from the UK government. So, yeah, that's one of the big challenges. The other big challenge is, is cost. Clearly, the vehicles are more expensive, but so is the fuel. So, and fleet operators, they, when you speak to them, they are striving for cost parity with diesel and, and rightly so, but that's something that's going to take time. So we need clear funding models from the government to help users bridge the gap as we wait for the cost of vehicles and hydrogen production to come down over time and, and as we start to see the benefits of economies of scale. Can you give me an example of some countries that may have a more robust system in place than the UK? Germany, as an example, they're, they're talking about, well, for a start, they've already got a lot more hydrogen infrastructure in the country and they've got some really clear funding models that are being talked about whereby they're going to give 
guaranteed income essentially to the operators of hydrogen refueling stations. So we've we've seen hydrogen refueling stations close in the UK because of lack of of use essentially. Uh, that's something that obviously the Germans have taken steps to to tackle. Um, if we look at France, they're they're offer they're offering funding models from production right through to the hydrogen refueling stations. So it's a much more vertically integrated model, and and I think there's a lot more projects for hydrogen refueling stations and production in France getting rolled out much quicker than what we're seeing in the UK. What would you like to see happen next to further boost the innovation and investment landscape surrounding hydrogen infrastructure? Yeah, so another good question. I think building a reliable hydrogen refueling network will absolutely need to go hand in hand with investment in renewables. So I would like to see more renewables coming online much faster and a more ambitious timeline for decarbonising the, the electricity grid in the UK and across the world, obviously. Um, and I would like to see the various UK government funding mechanisms being aligned in some way and, and simplified and perhaps expanding what we have in the UK is the Net Zero Hydrogen Fund to include hydrogen refueling infrastructure, because at the moment it's focused more on just hydrogen production. Uh, and then the off takers, you know, they would basically have to sort out the refueling infrastructure almost on their own. Um, there's no funding for that part of it. So I would I would like it so that firms like ours can get access to funding to support development of hydrogen production and the refueling, refueling stations hand in hand. And also this, what we have in the UK, it's the Department for Transport, Renewable Fuel Transport Obligation. Um, I can tell you a bit more about that if you want to know a bit more about it, but basically it's really crucial for making hydrogen fuel more affordable for fleet operators. So we need to make it easier for hydrogen producers to be able to produce RTFC qualifying fuels. So part of the RTFO is that you would generate renewable fuel transport certificates and then we you would trade them on the market and the money you would get for them subsidizes the hydrogen fuel for the for the operator but at this moment in time the requirement from the department for transport is that 100 percent of the power to the electrolyzers to produce the hydrogen has to come from brand new additional renewables so you'd have to build a new wind farm and you know this just makes it very challenging so allowing companies like boc to to blend and connect the electrolyzers to both grid uh, and some new renewables, so it's it's a nice blend. Both parties are happy. That 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 should make it easier in theory for us to produce RTFC qualifying hydrogen. We can then sell hydrogen, which is more cost competitive with diesel, to the the fleet operators, um, and that's obviously going to boost this uptake of of hydrogen for mobility. So let me ask, what are the critical steps? in your opinion, that the UK needs to take to ensure it doesn't um, miss the boat for deploying hydrogen at scale? So I think we've got to make the UK an attractive place to deploy vehicles. At the moment, it's not a very attractive place. Um, But, you know, you look to France, Germany, California, these 
places have been much more ambitious in rolling out hydrogen refueling infrastructure. So I think we've got to at least start making strides to be have more possibility to refuel vehicles um, and and that really requires a clear government strategy. I said before that we're kind of lacking that in the UK, I feel. Um, and, and secondly, we've got a lot of innovative companies in the UK and we need to foster that innovation. So, you know, we've got great companies that are developing fuel cells and hydrogen vehicles, but they're essentially startups. So we need to help them to scale their production lines their technologies and, and I think BOC will definitely play play our role in bringing all this together because you know we've got decades of experience in it and expertise in working with hydrogen and and we, we aim to continue that and be an industry leader. So you, but you said Scott a couple of times that there's um, a lack of or I guess there's not a, a specific strategy does the green finance strategy help with this at all I mean just out of curiosity, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the, this these raft of announcements that came out, uh, I think absolutely that helps. But these are all funding for development and, and capex on electrolytic hydrogen production projects and, and CCS, carbon capture and storage projects. You know, we, we were included in that, but it doesn't, it's not a holistic strategy that carries on right through to something as specific as what we're seeing in the EU, which is, you know, we will deploy uh, hydrogen refueling stations every 200 kilometres. There's just not that level of clarity in, in the UK strategy. Got it. Fair enough. Fair enough. OK, so to end it off, I mean, to go to get a little bit more positive to, to end things off, what excites you the most in hydrogen mobility space right now? Yes, it's definitely, quite frankly, the scale of the challenge that excites me. I, I, there's a lot of challenges that we've spoken about, but, you know, I'm not not frightened by them. And I think, you know, we've absolutely got to decarbonise transport if we've got any chance of, of reaching net zero by 2050 and, and minimising the worst effects of climate change. And I'm absolutely certain that we'll achieve that. And hydrogen is only one of the tools, but it will be absolutely key to helping us decarbonising heavy goods, vehicles, maritime, aviation. And yeah, I just I hope it's not too long before we can, uh, you know, be, be going on our holidays on zero emission aircraft and, 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 and our store deliveries are getting made by hydrogen fuel cell HGVs. You know, I think we've got all the technology, we've proven that it works, maybe not for aviation, but certainly on the vehicle side of things. We're proven that we've got the fuel cells. Um, we know that we can produce the hydrogen. So, yeah, just got to get on and do it, I think. Well, thank you, Scott, so much for giving me some time and, and providing your insight on the, um, the future of this industry. No, thanks. It was really nice to talk to you. Yes, it was great. And thank you, the listeners to tuning in for another episode of H2 Tech Talk. Please remember to share and subscribe.